Holy Spirit is here for us. He has come to be our comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. We must learn to partner with the Holy Spirit in all we do. And I've been excited about what's happening in Mangalore. You know, almost every Sunday I rush off right after the service, catch the flight, go to Mangalore and come back and come home close to 11 o'clock at night. Um, so it's kind of tiring, uh, you know, three Sundays of the month to do that and fourth Sunday I stay back. Uh, but I'm very encouraged now. We have at least 30 plus people in that fellowship now. And it's growing, and I know it doesn't seem like a big number, but for me to see it going from less than 10 people to where we are today is very encouraging. Amen? And I can just see a momentum building up. Now we are having some local families also come and worship with us. I can see that happening. I'm just really excited. So we're going to keep pushing there in Manglo. And, and, and I, you know, my, my first goal is to see a church with 50 people in it. And, but I'm thinking every time I get on the flight, I'm saying, look, God, one day there are going to be 500 people. You know? And I'm going there for 500, not just for 50. But that's the vision. So that keeps me motivated going there every Sunday uh, and, and, and doing it. Now, at this moment, it's a little tiring. You know, you're going all the way for just 30 people. Come on, you know, send somebody else. You know? No. But the vision is, God, one day I'm going to be coming here and there are going to be 500 people in this church. Amen. We want to raise up a church that really impacts the city of Manglo, and, and I know God is just, will help that happen. The same way as we believe God uh, for our own congregation here, I want, you, I want us to believe together, right? It's not just the responsibility of the pastors, but we as a body say, God, this congregation, 10.30 a.m. service, we want to have 550 adults meeting. Amen. So when you pray, you pray that by saying, God, we want 550 adults meeting here on Sunday morning. He said, what happened to my seat? You know, it'll make you come early. <laughs> so we want to have that. And then our next goal is we uh, start another service at 8.30 in the morning. I want to see that also grow to 550. So I want you to pray that way when you pray in, in, during the week. God, this is what we're seeing. This is what we're believing for. And the same thing we've told all our other locations. Each location in our west Location. We set a goal for 50 people. Go up there, uh, south and east. And so push up to 100. And north, push up to 100. So for every location, we want to keep pushing. Uh, set a goal and believe God for it. And then once you hit that goal, you say, okay, what's the next goal? Amen? So we can do it. And I just want all of us to believe. And you pray that way. Uh, even on Sunday mornings, when we come together, we pray. You pray. 550 people. It's here at 10.30 a.m. service. And then, Lord, our 8.30 a.m. service. We want a new, another service. 550 people. Go after that, right? Because remember, our final goal is what? You want each location to have 50,000 people. You say, Pastor, before that happens, you'll go to heaven. <laughs> Listen, you never know. Let's work towards it, amen? We've got to go. Go after that. Each one of our five locations, the goal is we want to have 50,000 people in each of the locations. So where will we meet? Don't worry. We'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> if we had to do 10 services or I don't know how many services, we, we'll figure it out. But we've got to go there. And you say, Lord, you say, but, you know, why, why can't you be this nice little cozy little church? Yeah. You know, if you want to be this nice little cozy little church in a city where there are 8 million people going to hell, I mean, that's like really wrong. How can you afford to do that? You know, when you have 8 million and more people around you who don't know Jesus and you want to be this nice little cozy little church, it's so unfair to the cross of Christ. Amen? 
our responsibility on earth is to go and win as many people as we can for Jesus. So that's why we believe God for big things and go after big things. And I believe that if we pull together as a body, we'll see that happen. Amen? You know, Yonggi Cho, back in 1958, he started after graduating from seminary. This is not the sermon, right? <laughs> it's like past. Uh, after he graduated from seminary, in uh, 1958, he started a little church with five people in a rundown tent, army tent that they had. And uh, soon the church, I mean, they worked hard. The church grew to about 300, 300 people. And he thought, man, I've made it. I can now relax. Uh, you know, I have a church of 300 people. It's pretty good. And then God tells them, said, can you believe me for a church of 3,000? And so God changed his vision. Now, it was a little stretch for him to say, God, how am I going to manage 3,000 people? No, just believe me. So then went on. The church grew to 3,000 people. So he thought, okay, 3,000 is done. Now God said, can you now believe me for 30,000? Again, he had to readjust his vision. Believe for 30,000. 30,000 came. And uh, soon there were 500,000 people in a congregation. Now, imagine being part of such a church. But that's reality. It happened, I think, back by 1983 or something. There were 500,000 members in that congregation. So that time he went for a vacation with his wife. He thought, man, this is it. And I'm done. God's not going to trouble me anymore. And uh, so he was on his vacation with his wife. And on a vacation, God speaks. And God says, Youngicho, can you believe me for a church of one million? I'm like, whoa, just one million people. So he went back and he started believing God. You know. And the church grew up to 750,000 people. When in reality, the numbers were more than a million because they sent out of that church many associate pastors. And he says, when they sent out, send out an associate pastor, he sends them out with one million dollars cash and 3,000 members. Nice to be a part of such a church, right? <laughs> so they sent out many associates. Uh, and so many other churches. So if they were actually to actually count all of them, they were already, they hit more than a million people uh, that actually got saved and is still going on to the ministry. Anyway, the point I'm saying is this, it has been done. What you're talking about is nothing new. If God can only find more people who dare to dream, dare to believe, and for a body of believers coming together and praying and saying, God, we want to see it happen in the city of Bangalore. It can happen. Amen? So let's do that. All right, let's get to the word message this morning. Last Sunday, um, we started talking about the Holy Spirit. Last Sunday's message was very simple. We talked about... What do we talk about? Communion with the Holy Spirit. How to have communion with the Spirit of God. Uh, we looked at that verse in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14, where Paul concluding his letter to the Corinthians, he says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Right? And so we, we broke that down. What does it mean to have communion, to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit? So communion, we said, really means to have fellowship and partnership with the Spirit of God, with the Holy Spirit. And, and how do we 
develop that communion. And what happens when you and I have communion, when you and I have partnership with the Spirit of God. So we, we talked about that in detail. This morning, we want to build a little bit further on our understanding of the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. We want to talk to us about partnership with the Spirit. Partnership with the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want us to read a few passages from the Gospel of John. We'll start with John the 14th chapter. John chapter 14. We're going to read some verses uh, from John 14, 15 and 16. So if you have your Bibles, you could follow along. John 14, verses 16 onwards. Jesus is teaching his disciples about the ministry of the Holy Spirit is uh, preparing them for the presence, the work of the Spirit of God. And here are the things he tells them. John 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And then verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Then in chapter 15, we'll read verse 26. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify or he will speak of me. Chapter 16, and we will read verses 7 through 14. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So in all of these verses, you find Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit with that pronoun, he. He doesn't talk about the Holy Spirit as it, right? He, he's a person. So we talked about this last Sunday. The Holy Spirit is not an influence. He's not a feeling. He's not an object. The Holy Spirit is a person. Just like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So we must learn to relate to him as a person. Here are some things I want to point out to us from these, this, these 
verses of scripture that we read this morning. First of all, notice that Jesus said, essentially he's saying, I'm sending the Holy Spirit for you, for your benefit. So the Holy Spirit is here, God the Spirit is here for us, for our benefit. In fact, he said, I will not leave you orphans. Yeah, like just abandoned. No, I'm not going to abandon you. I will come to you in the person of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God being here with you and me is as good as Jesus being here. He says, I will come to you. Now imagine if Jesus was here physically, you know, he, he could just be in one place at a time. But now that he's gone to the Father and he sends the Holy Spirit, it's, it's like Jesus being with all of us wherever we are at the same time. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit is there with you, with each one of us. He says, it is to your advantage that I'm going away. It is to your advantage. So it's for our benefit that he's gone. The Holy Spirit is here for our advantage. Another interesting observation here. He says in, in, in John um, chapter 14 and verse 26, he says, whom I, I will pray the Father in John 14, 26. He says, the help of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. Okay, this is not on the slides. So don't worry about it. Uh, he said, he will send in my name. The Father will send the Holy Spirit in my name. Now, interesting. Jesus has sent you and me out in his name. Right? He said, believers, in my name, they will do these things. I like how the Amplified Bible brings this out. When the Amplified Bible says, in my name, then explains it to us. It explains what it means to go in his name or to be sent in his name. The Amplified Bible would, would say something like this. Uh, uh, the, the spirit whom the Father will send in my name. Then in parenthesis, it will explain. In my place, to represent me and to act on my behalf. So when... The Holy Spirit has been sent in Jesus' name. It means the Holy Spirit has been sent in his place to represent him and to act on his behalf. Now when you and I have been sent in the name of Jesus, it means the same thing. That you and I have been sent in his place to represent him and to act on his behalf. So when you go to somebody and you say, in Jesus' name, and you're praying for them, what are you doing? You're saying, I'm here in his place to represent him and to act on his behalf. That's what you're doing when you're, when you're ministering to somebody in Jesus' name. And the Holy Spirit's come the same way. Now here's what's beautiful. The Holy Spirit's here in Jesus' name. You and I have been sent in Jesus' name. What a powerful combination. Amen? He's here in Jesus' name. You and I have been sent in Jesus' name. Together, we're a great team. We go in Jesus' place, in his place. We represent Jesus 
and we act on his behalf. And the Holy Spirit is here to do that very thing. So he's together with us, empowering us to do that, uh, to be here in Jesus' name. If we can just enumerate some of these things that Jesus said the Holy Spirit will do for us. Uh, I've just listed them down here and we get back to the slide. Here are some of the things that Jesus said. He said in John 14, 26, he will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Say this with me. The Holy Spirit is my teacher. You know, when you read your Bible, the Holy Spirit is your teacher. He's going to teach you. Now, yes, God has raised up, you know, ministers who teach his word. And they also are anointed by the Holy Spirit. They teach us this word and that's good. But for each one of us, we have a personal tutor, a personal teacher. Amen? So when you take your Bible, say, Holy Spirit, please come. Teach me the word of God. Amen? He's there with you in your room or wherever you sit down to read the Bible. He's there with you. He's your teacher. He will teach you everything. So learn to depend on the Spirit of God. Say, Holy Spirit, teach me these things. Teach me the things of God. Another thing that Jesus said was, he will remind you of things the Lord Jesus has taught us. He will bring to your remembrance. And some of us may have experienced this. You know, uh, a verse of scripture that you probably haven't read in a long time. You haven't even turned that to that portion of scripture maybe for months. And suddenly, almost like out of nowhere, that verse of scripture comes back to you. So woo, where did that come from? But the Holy Spirit is reminding you. Because Jesus said that's one, one of the things he will do. He will bring to our remembrance. He'll remind us of things that, the, that has been spoken into our lives, of the things that the Lord has taught us. So the Holy Spirit reminds us. He will guide us into all truth. John 16, 13. He will guide us into all truth. So Jesus said, you know, I've got a lot of things to tell you. He told his disciples, but now uh, uh, this is not the time. You're not able to bear it. I can't give that to you. But when I go away, the Holy Spirit will come and he's going to bring all, he's going to guide you in all of this truth. And that's what we have in the New Testament. The revelation given to the apostles by the Holy Spirit. And he continues to guide us today into all truth. The Holy Spirit is here to guide us into the truth, in the things of God. Amen. Another thing Jesus said he will do for us is that whatever he hears, he will speak it to you. So you, you and I have a hotline to God. Whatever he hears, he will speak to you. Wow. Do you think the Holy Spirit is doing his job? Or is he taking early, early retirement? Jesus said, whatever he hears, he will speak. Which means for each one of us, doesn't matter, for each one of us, the Holy Spirit is speaking what he's hearing from heaven. Amen? For each one of us. So, but pastor, I'm not hearing anything. Well, pick up the receiver. Amen? Answer the call. 
however you want to put it, tune in. Because one thing for sure, the Holy Spirit has not stopped speaking. Jesus said he'll do it. He will speak to you whatever he hears. And it happens in so simple ways. Just simple things, everyday things in life. The Holy Spirit is there to speak to you and me what he's hearing from the Lord Jesus. We need to tune ourselves to hear. And we, as we move along in the coming, uh, coming weeks, we will learn how to tune in and how to hear from the Spirit. But bear this in our hearts. He said he will show you things to come. John 16, 13. He will show you things to come. Meaning, he will show you things in advance. I mean, how many of you would like to read tomorrow's news today? I really like, would like to know what's going to happen. That's part of what the Holy Spirit will do. He will show you things ahead of time. You know, when, uh, for example, when we're doing this pastor's conference and we're talking to the pastors, I tell them, see, pastors, most of you only depend on an inspiration for one sermon. I tell them, I challenge them like this. I say, look, I look to God to give me a plan for the whole year. So I've planned out all of 2014, the, the themes and things that we're going to talk about in church, it's planned for the whole year. I mean, like, how do you do it? Well, doesn't God know the end from the beginning? So if you can trust God to speak to you about one sermon, I can trust God to speak to me for the whole year. So we plan for the whole year. So we don't do things at random. You know, I don't wake up Sunday morning and say, God, give me a sermon. Hey, we've planned things out months ahead. So sermons for the next three months, four months, what are we going to do the rest of these? Already planned. So how do you know? Well, because he can tell us the end from the beginning. So it's not my intent just to listen for one sermon. I want to listen to God saying, God, where do you want to take us as a church? So we're looking Ahead, way ahead in time. Not just on a Sunday meeting. Amen? Why? Because God, the Holy Spirit, will show us things to come. He's showing us the future ahead of time. The same thing for my personal life. And, and you've heard me say this, that when I plan, I plan for 10 years at a time. I plan for every decade of my life. So how can you do that? You know, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah, he said, don't worry about tomorrow. He didn't say, don't plan for tomorrow. So I listened to the Lord saying, God, what is this decade all about? What do you want me to focus on these 10 years? And Lord, what about the next decade? And what about the next decade? What is the focus areas? So each 10 years, I'm preparing for the next decade. You say, how can you do it? Because God knows the end from the beginning. And he will be... As much as you're willing to stretch and listen, that much he's willing to reveal. Amen? It's not like Holy Spirit says, I know only about tomorrow, day after tomorrow, and I still haven't figured it out. You know? I don't think so. So, he will show you things to come. I want to challenge you. Depend on the Holy Spirit. Saying, Spirit of God, you know what my future is. You know where, what, you, what this life is all about. You know where you want to take me. Show me things to come. For my life, show me. Show me things to come. How wonderful it is when you and I live with that purpose. And it's a purpose given to us by the Holy Spirit. 
Because he will show us things to come. Amen? Amen? Guys, <laughs> you're looking at me like, pastor. <laughs> no. He will show us things to come. This is real. So you and I can just begin to interact with the Holy Spirit. Trust him. Show me things to come, Spirit of God. What should I be re get myself ready for? And uh, one more thing Jesus said was, he will glorify Jesus. This is in John 16, 14. He will glorify Jesus by taking what Jesus is saying and declaring it to us. Now, you know, as I was preparing for this message, uh, this verse, John, 14, John 16, 14, came up to me afresh. In the past, I've always broken this verse into two parts. And I would always say it like this. He will glorify Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is glorifying Jesus. Then I would say the second part of that verse like this. Um, he takes what Jesus is saying and he reveals it to us. So he's revealing to me what Jesus is saying. But I never, I never saw it like this. In, in one sentence, the way Jesus said it. He said, he will glorify me for he will take of what I am speaking and reveal that to you. So here's what I understood, that Jesus is glorified when I listen to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. He will glorify me because he will take of what I'm saying and speak it to you. So prophecy glorifies Jesus. When I hear from God and when I speak what God is saying, that glorifies Jesus, are you with me? He will glorify me. How will he glorify Jesus? By taking what Jesus is saying and speaking it to you and me. That brings glory to Jesus. So now you and I hearing what the Spirit is saying, we say it. That is prophecy. We do it. We act on it. That, that's, that is Spirit-led strategy. It's, it's things given to us by the Spirit of God. Amen? So Jesus is glorified. When you and I hear from the Holy Spirit, and when we speak it, or when we act on it, when we do it, Jesus Christ is glorified. Are you with me so far? Man, how was Jesus glorified? He will glorify me, for he will take of what I am saying and speak it to you. So every time you hear what the Spirit of God is saying, which is what Jesus is saying, Jesus is glorified. Now you act on it, you speak it. So this prompted me saying, God, I want to just move. This, this encouraged me in the realm of prophecy. God, just give me more. Give me more. Because when I hear from the Spirit and I speak that, I'm glorifying Jesus. Are you with me so far? Amen? Now let's talk about partnership with the Holy Spirit. That means you and I are working together with the Spirit, with the Spirit of God. What I want, to, want to us to notice here that in all of these passages of Scripture, where in our English Bible, uh, the word helper or comforter is used. The Greek word there is the word parakletos. It's a Greek word, parakletos. It's, it's the word that Jesus used to talk about the Holy Spirit. In our English language, it's translated. Some versions would have the word comforter. Some may have the word helper. The King, New King James has the word helper. But that word is a compound word. It has many facets to it. 
And in our English language, you know, we may use one word which is very, very, very uh, singular in its meaning and doesn't necessarily capture all of what that Greek word contains. But the Amplified Bible explains that word for us. It uses seven words to explain that one Greek word, parakletos. So that's why it's called Amplified, you know, explains it. Amplified Bible, all right? So here's how the Amplified Bible reads it. This is John 14, 16 from the Amplified Bible. Jesus says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. But that one English word is not enough to explain what he's talking about. So here are some other words. It also means counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. That he may remain with you forever. So Jesus saying, look, I'm sending somebody who's going to be your parakletos. Comforter. Well, it's not just comfort, it's a lot more. There are seven words that describe who the Holy Spirit's come to be for us as you partners with us. What is it? These seven words. He's come to be our comforter, our counselor, our helper. Our intercessor, our advocate, our strengthener, and standby. That's the Holy Spirit or what he's come to do. Amen? Let's just spend a few minutes on each one of these words. It won't be too long. All right? What we must remember is this. As we develop communion with the Spirit, as we begin to engage with the Holy Spirit, get to know him and, 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 and begin to understand his heart and commune with him, he is all this to us. So in everything you do, take the Holy Spirit into partnership. He's come to partner with us. And this is what he does for us as our partner. As he works alongside us. What does he do? He is our comforter. Let's just look at each word. Comforter. That means he brings encouragement in difficult times. All of us will go through difficult times, times when you're feeling down, you may want to give up, feel discouraged. I mean, we go through all of that. None of us are exempt from it. But in those moments, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He gives encouragement. He gives us courage and we feel discouraged. So you say, Holy Spirit, you're my comforter. Can you encourage me? Lord, I just need strength. I, I need comfort. I, I need encouragement in this moment. So you and I can learn to receive that comfort from the Spirit of God. It's very interesting. I'll just pick one verse here in Acts 9. Uh, talking about the early church. You know, the ninth chapter of the book of Acts talks, begins by saying uh, like this. And Saul breathing out threats against the Christians. So chapter 9 begins with this man, Saul, who was going out there to get, destroy all the Christians. So it was a moment of great persecution in the church in Jerusalem. But as the chapter progresses, Saul gets converted. He becomes a Christian. He starts preaching Jesus. And in Acts 9.31, the Bible says, And the churches throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit were multiplied. 
So in a time when things were really chaotic because of all the persecution and all of that, they found comfort in the Holy and the church just kept growing. It just kept multiplying. Comfort in the Holy Spirit. Second, he's our counselor. He provides guidance and advice. Counselor. So when you're faced with problems, difficulties, just pray and say, Holy Spirit, I need wisdom. I need counsel. How do I handle this? I remember, I think it was like two weeks. I forget, you know, exactly when. Uh, my son Josh, Joshua is uh, 16 and uh, something happened. He was asking some question and, and I, I, at that moment I was stuck. I, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to respond. So I went quietly aside and I was sitting at my table. I said, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond. I need some counsel. I need some wisdom. Right? So I pray. Seriously. Lord, here is the situation. I mean, he asked me some question or whatever that situation was. I forgot. I didn't write it down. But, <laughs> but here's what I did. I went aside. I said, Lord, I need some wisdom. How to handle this? I can tell you. As I prayed and just asked the Holy Spirit, Lord, show me what to do. What should I do? How to handle it? The counsel of the Lord came. I got an idea. This is how you talk to him. So after some time, I went back, sat down with Josh. I had an answer. I don't know it will work because it came from the Holy Spirit. Now, I didn't tell him, hey, Josh, the Holy Spirit told me. No, it's not like that. It's simply that. Listen, you, you, you hear from the Holy Spirit and I'm sure he can handle parenting issues. I'm sure he can handle problems in your place of work. I'm sure he can handle, I mean, every situation. He's the counselor. So when you are faced with something like a, a difficulty, you don't know what to do. Just step aside. Say, Spirit of God, you're my counselor. This, this thing is beyond me. I don't know. I can't figure this out. Can you help me? Tell me what to do. And then listen, an idea, something will come up inside you. An understanding will come and you will know how to handle the situation. Amen. If you've never done that, do it. Experience him. Draw from him as your counselor. Any situation, doesn't matter. Talk to him. Holy Spirit, what do I do? How do I handle this? He is our helper. That means he's here to assist us. He helps us. He comes to our aid, our assistance. In Romans 8 and verse 26, and I'm quoting only the first part of this verse. Paul writes in Romans 8, 26, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. He helps us in our weaknesses. That word help in the Greek is, a, is again a compound word, which in its fullest meaning means this, to take a hold of together with us against our weakness. So imagine arm wrestling, all right? So if you're trying to arm wrestle with somebody who's really stronger than you, and you're trying to arm wrestle, man, can't do it. They're pushing you down. So you call Holy Spirit, I mean, <laughs> literally, 
if imagine if somebody else joins their arm with your arm now it's one against two arms and they are really strong now when you've been weak you begin you're able to push that person down the holy spirit takes a hold of together with us against our weakness so if you've been pushing against some weakness on your own and not been successful ask the holy spirit for help he's your helper he's going to take a hold of together with you against your weakness now if you don't want to fight that weakness he's not going to come in and jump in and do something no but if you want help you're willing to fight against that weakness you say holy spirit come together i want to break this that word weakness in its context really refers to a weakness of the flesh because in chapter 6 chapter 7 chapter 8 paul is dealing with the weakness of the flesh so even our fleshly weaknesses things in our flesh our ungodly desires so on you want to fight against it you try on your own you can't break free listen there's your helper the holy spirit is there to help you to take a hold of together with you against that weakness and i'm sure when you join hands with the holy spirit you're going to win amen he will help you conquer that weakness he's your helper next he's our intercessor that it that means he prays along with us he 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 intercedes for the people of god he intercedes for people he makes intercession he prays along with us and his intercession is in perfect alignment to the will of god romans 8:26 27 those same two verses paul writes likewise the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered now he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of god the holy spirit he knows exactly what to pray for you know so sometimes you and i don't know what to pray for lord this problem i have no way i have no clue how to pray about this problem about the situation i don't know how to pray about it well the holy spirit is the great intercessor he knows exactly how to pray about it amen so you and i engage we're going to pray in tongues you pray in tongues there are times praying in tongues is a great way to join hands with the holy spirit and pray you make intercession the bible says he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of god meaning you can never go wrong when you pray by the spirit when you pray in tongues you can never go wrong it's from the holy spirit the bible also says that the intercession he raises up sometimes it, it's like it's groanings that cannot be uttered meaning you feel the groan you feel the pain but you cannot articulate it and some of you may have experienced this many times when i drive around the city and i see the people i see people 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 all around within me inside me i begin to cry out for souls so i'm just driving but at the same time there is a groaning that goes up as a god so many people that need jesus christ i may not utter it but there's a groaning being raised up inside amen 
That's intercession. You are joining hands with the Holy Spirit. You're feeling what he feels. I'm sure he, he his heart is for the, all the souls that in our city that need uh, uh, to be saved. And you begin to feel what he feels. Lord, souls that need to be saved. Intercession. He's our intercessor. He's an advocate. To ad, be an advocate means to bear witness and to provide defense. So he's our defender. He's the one who testifies to us. The Spirit of God bears witness or testifies in our spirit that we are children of God. He bears witness to it. He provides that conviction in our hearts. He testifies to us. He is also, also an advocate in that he defends us. He defends us from the accusations of the enemy. The accuser of the brethren will come with all kinds of condemning, accusing thoughts. But the Holy Spirit is there to defend you. So Holy Spirit, thank you for defending me. In the Old Testament, Isaiah brings this picture. He says in Isaiah 59, verse 19, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. He's my defense. I have an advocate in the, far, in the heaven with the Father, Jesus Christ. There's an advocate with me here on earth, the Holy Spirit. He defends me here on earth. He's our strengthener. He empowers us with the power of God. And we'll talk more about this in the weeks to come. The power of the Holy Spirit. Divine power released into human spirits to you and me. He comes here to strengthen us. To empower us with the very power of God. Ephesians 3.16. Paul writes, he says, That he would grant to you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might, that is with power, through the Spirit in the inner man. So there is, and we have access to divine power, to strength that is superhuman, beyond the natural, and that comes into our lives by the Holy Spirit. So when you feel weak, ask you for strength, Lord, and give me strength. And we'll talk about other aspects of, of, of what this power is, but I just want you to keep this in mind. He's our strength and he brings divine power. And lastly, he's our standby. He stands beside us at all times. Amen? He's standing by you. He's with you. He's walking with you through whatever you're going. He's right beside you. He's standing alongside you. So this morning, what I want to impress on our hearts is this. Look, the Holy Spirit is here for you and me. He's here to be all of this for us. Let's learn to partner with the Holy Spirit. Build a partnership with the Holy Spirit. That means in everything you do, take him in. If you're in a situation, in a moment where you need comfort, Holy Spirit, I need that. You need counsel, Holy Spirit, I need that. If you need, uh, you're in a moment where you want to pray, intercede, take him into partnership. You need defense, he's your defender, he's your advocate. You need uh, strength, he's there. You need help, he's your helper against all your weaknesses. Partner with the Holy Spirit in everything. Amen? You're writing your exams. Pray. Holy Spirit, help me in my studies as I get ready. On your business, in your job, in your workplace, take him into partnership. He's here for you. So in all areas of our, of our lives, let's take him into partnership. Dream with the Spirit. He said last Sunday, 
dreams and visions are the language of the spirit. We communicate to him and he communicates back to us through that, through dreams and visions. So dream with the spirit of God. Do what he tells you to do. Say what he tells you to say. Go where he tells you to go. Be, be in partnership at all times with the spirit of God. Amen. Don't, or let me put it positive in this way. In everything we do, you are united with the Spirit of God. Everything. You're not apart from Him, with Him. Everything. Amen? As you're standing here this morning, I just want you to take a few moments to pray about what you heard and say, Holy Spirit, you're all this to me. And you name what you heard this morning. You're my comforter. You are my counselor. You are my helper. Lord, I want, to, I want to understand you for who you are, what you've come to be to me. Would you take a moment to pray and say, Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want to grow in my communion with you. And out there in my workplace, in my school, in my college, wherever I go throughout the week, I want to experience you. I want you to be real in my life. Could you pray this morning, please? In your own words. Holy Spirit, I want you to be real to me. I want to know you for who you are. This is God who has come down to be with me personally, to be with you personally. Father God, even as we stand here and just take this moment to pray, help us, oh God, in this journey. Lord, as human beings, we are so often ruled by our senses, so often dominated by our reasoning. But you're calling us to a life outside that realm of our own understanding you're calling us to a life beyond the realm of our senses where we experience the reality and the presence of the person of the Holy Spirit and live out of that communion and live out of that fellowship and live out of that partnership with the Holy Spirit so Holy Spirit just we ask you to please come and Teach each one of us. Help each one of us to learn how to partner with you, to learn how to fellowship with you, to learn how to commune with you. Help each one of us. Help us, O oh God. Could you just pray right now? Holy Spirit I really 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 want to know you more I really want to experience what it means to receive your help and maybe you would want to pray about some things that you need help in maybe there are addictions in your life that, that you've been fighting yourself and you find yourself powerless to break free from but this morning would you just pray and say Holy Spirit can you help me 
take a hold of together with me against this addiction in my life against this bad habits against this bondage take a hold of together with me you're my helper lord maybe some of you are facing complex situations problems and maybe you would want to pray and say holy spirit i just need your counsel how do i solve this problem how do i handle this can you give me your wisdom some of us may need to pray and say holy spirit could you show me what is the future god has for me because jesus said you will show me things to come what's life up ahead like for me show me these things holy spirit maybe you'd want to pray that way and they let him speak the count let him speak the purposes of god into your heart and he will do it Maybe some of us are going through times where we need com- comfort and encouragement. You just pray, Holy Spirit, you're my comforter. Lord, I just need some encouragement. I'm feeling really down. I need some 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 lifting up. I need some joy, some strength. Holy Spirit, can you just put that in me? Release that into my heart. Just pray. You can walk out of this place renewed, refreshed, encouraged. Because the Holy Spirit did it for you. Spirit of God, we just welcome you to do your work in our midst right now. We know you haven't ceased. You haven't stopped doing your work. So right now, Lord, just all across this place, for each and every person here, power over them. Minister to them, Lord God. Let them experience you in a very personal way right now. Right now, Lord. Let each one experience you in a very personal way. Let visions, let revelations, let dreams be released now, O oh God. Where suddenly a knowing comes where they say, I know, I know, I know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I need to do. And understanding comes. Release that, Lord, even now. Inspire your visions. Inspire your dreams in the hearts and minds of your people right now, oh God, in this place. Do your work, Holy Spirit. Your wonderful work. Just let every person experience, experience, experience your ministry, your work right now. More, more of it, oh Lord. More of it, Spirit of God. More. And even as you're waiting here, the Holy Spirit is doing His work. He's releasing ideas. He's releasing thoughts. He's releasing whatever you're asking Him for. He's releasing it. And I want to encourage you to get it. Just re- receive it. Just receive it.
Just receive whatever he is speaking. Just, just acknowledge and say, God, I receive it. I receive it. Thank you, God. just give you a little picture of what he wants you to do in life or something he wants you to get into. It just comes as a little simple picture. That's the Holy Spirit speaking. He's telling you, I want you to do this. I want you to get into that. It just comes as a simple picture. He speaks in simple ways. Visions and dreams are pictures that he releases. We thank you, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just pray and say, Lord, what you speak to me, I'm committed to doing. I will follow through. I'll act on it. I will follow through on it. Thank you. You know, for example, if, if the Lord is just speaking to you and giving you a picture of a, a a bag, a handbag, and this is like a um, and not the leather hand leather handbag, but I don't know what's that kind of a cloth bag, you know. It just just if, if he gives you a picture like that and, 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 and you're, so you're praying and saying, God, what do you want me to do? What kind of a business do you want me to get into? And sometimes he just gives you this little picture. It's a simple picture of a, of a, a cloth bag. So he's speaking to you through that picture. Just saying, okay, I want you to get into that kind of a business. I want you to maybe buy and sell those bags or man make and sell those bags, whatever. You know, so when we say the Holy Spirit speaks, doesn't mean you'll hear a thundering, loud voice. You know, Go make cloth bags. You're not going to hear that. It's maybe just a simple picture he puts in your mind. And it just comes up in your spirit. You're saying, Go there. That's it. You know, so as you're praying, these little things pay attention to. And he'll move you. The Spirit of God speaking, he's being your counselor. He's being your guide. He's showing you things to come. Amen. Very simple. Let's just close in prayer. Thank you. So, Father, we just thank you that you help each one of us journey further and deeper in this understanding and this experience of the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives. We thank you, God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us. In Jesus' name. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.